0: Hello, we would like to welcome you to hope Conversations for Women, led by two of our pastor's wives here at Englewood Baptist Church, Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. It is our prayer that you rest in the hope only Jesus offers through God's word in our conversations today. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Thank
1: you, Pepper. Thank you You're so much. Uh, That was awesome. Uh, Before we kind of dive into that, we just wanted to to say that Carolyn and I have been uh, really praying over the next things in Philippians and uh, that time and that study that we're going to have together is going to be called Joyful Living, a study of Philippians, y'all. And we're going to do it in eight sessions. Um, We could have broken it out a ton, ton more than that. Um, But we're just trying to keep it as simplified as possible, just like we're doing with the names of God. Take something that um, we don't want to ever complicate anything. So we're super excited about that. And again, our goal is to, um, if you're not able to, you know, catch session one, uh, but you're catching up in session four, that's okay. Uh, you're not going to be behind, and you can always go back in your free time and watch those, and there will be kind of individual topics within the Joyful Living study, so I love that name, so uh, because it's a joyful book, and this is Hopefield Conversations, and uh, it just really married up good and well there. Another thing that I want to um, highlight right now is and acknowledge that it's National Day of Prayer, y'all. So all week uh, there has been a a strong prayer focus. And I just want to give that an an acknowledgement and the fact that I know a lot of us at Englewood have been able to get on Zoom and spend time praying and and just um, being in agreement with one another praying for our nation, praying for the lost, and uh, so many other things. So uh, without further ado, I want to take that, and I want to spend a moment just praying. And if you guys are in agreement with me that uh, just in your prayer spirit, uh, in a sense, that you'll just uh, uh, take this time with me. Father God, we're honored to call you our God, and we're so grateful that you are Emmanuel, that you are with us. God, this nation has been in turmoil for seems like forever. But God, you have been steady. You have always remained faithful and you've never gone back on any of your promises. God, I pray for a healing on our land and our nation. I pray for eyes to be open to the foolishness of not just the world around them, but perhaps of what we're doing ourselves. And Lord, that you would open our eyes to see any sin that we have against you because our sin is against you and you alone, God. So Lord, I pray for a heavy Holy Spirit conviction to fall on us not just individually individually, but as a nation, as a world that you have paused the entire world to say, look at me. And Lord, our eyes are looking to you during this time. So Lord, I, I pray and I plead for the deaf ears to open that they may hear of your love, that their hearts may know their need for salvation and that they would find and discover that the only way to salvation is through you. So God, I pray that you would allow healing to take place during this time. I pray for lives to be changed for the better. I pray that you show us your love and what you're doing. God, reveal yourself in ways that we've never seen you before, as we're even in your word, that you would use the time that we're diving into your word, that you would speak, because I know that your word is alive and active, and you are the word, the Logos. So Lord, I don't want a moment of this time, of this crisis going on around the world to be a waste at all. Use every ounce of it, Father God, to let us see you and that we would crave you more. And Lord, that when we cry out to you, you will hear us and that you will incline your ear toward us, Father, and that we would be able to just feel your presence fall upon us at the same time. I pray that you answer our pleads for healing upon the nations. I pray, Lord, for those that are still sharing in the gospel, Father God, that you would give them protection and boldness. Lord, I'm reminded of the divine appointment I had yesterday with a woman changing the meter outside of my house and Lord, you know that she's a nurse and that she was crashing and needed to get mental health while she did that and and work for the power company at the same time and that I discovered her faith is found in you. Hallelujah, Father God, that you would uh, anoint and give divine appointments in that way. So, God, you're still at work to encourage one another in these ways, Lord, Let us not become complacent and forget to look for opportunities to ask the question, where do you place your faith in? That we would continue to give hope to the lost. God, give us grace and mercy and empower us to be at your hands and feet, even when we're locked in our houses, Father. So God, we have freedom in you regardless, because you are God and we love you so much. Lord, I give you the rest of this time that we have with these ladies. Will you show up in a divine way as we open your word and we talk about you, God. <laughs> you are the center of our attention as we talk about you. in us, Father God. And we pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> so Carolyn, why don't you start sharing
0: with us uh, what we've already talked a little bit about about um, God being Emmanuel? Yeah so we're just going to dive right in and start talking about Emmanuel. We um, as we were choosing names and praying over names of God, there's so many. Um, and this is one that I think we hear a lot around Christmas time, but we're going to find out through our study today and just remind ourselves that um, God is still the God who's with us. Um, he's never failed us he's always faithful so um let's dive right in we find our scripture our focus scripture for this session in isaiah 7 um Mm -hmm. verse 14 and i'll go ahead and read it for us it says therefore the lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name emmanuel so this scripture in isaiah is a prophecy of isaiah but it's also quoted again by Matthew in the Gospels in the New Testament in Matthew one twenty three, and he quotes that whole scripture. But then at the end he says, which means Emmanuel, which means God with us. So that's where we see um, the meaning really explained in Matthew one twenty three. So um, as I was studying this name, I discovered when it was broken down that the first part of the name Emmanuel in Hebrew really emphasizes God's um, strength and his might and his power. Um, And then the last part of the word Emmanuel in Hebrew reminds us um, that he's with us. So the name Emmanuel means that the God, the creator God, the strong, mighty, all-powerful God is the one who's with us. So that name reminds us that Jesus is God with us, the strong, mighty God with us. So as I went further, I wanted to study the name Jesus. So, um, we all know the name Jesus. We know Jesus Christ. We hear those together a lot. So I wanted to break them down a little bit. Um, Jesus is like his human name. It's derived from, um, Joshua. It's kind of the same meaning. Um, Christ means the anointed one. So that's like his title. So Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And then Emmanuel describes who he is, that he's God with us. Um, and that reminds us that Jesus is not like a co-God an assistant God right. of year down from God. He is fully, fully God. Um, I love the verse in Hebrews in Hebrews one verse three, it says he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. So when we're studying Emmanuel, that's who we're studying. We're studying wow. that God. Yeah. God who yeah. holds the whole world and the whole universe by the word of his power. Study. We're studying that he is with us, that God. So um, I hope you'll be encouraged by this. It's been a really encouraging time for me to study um, that God who is with us, who came as a baby and was God with us then, but He's still with us now. So, Jody, I think you have some examples from the Old Testament that you wanna. I do, about. I do, and I've got, and then I'll, I'll end up kind of going back what you were talking about. But
1: that's just good stuff right there, and, and that um, that just excites something within me as well. Mm-hmm. So we chose this particular verse because it had Emmanuel in it. It's it's given in respect to God's covenant relationship with his people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in essence, Emmanuel, just talking about Emmanuel, God with us, and Jesus being God himself, he is with us. So there's evidence all throughout um, Scripture in the Old Testament and the New Testament, evidence of God's presence. And so I just want to highlight just three random ones that the Lord just kind of highlighted for me to share with you. Uh, one is with Noah and it's uh, Genesis six, nine, uh, just a verse there. It says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was right. A righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. And so God was with him as he walked with him. And then we see uh, there's another one in Genesis 39 2 and it's with joseph the lord was with joseph so that uh he prospered and he lived in the house of the egyptian master and then the third one i have for you is found in joshua 1 5 and that is no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I love that one. I'm just going to read that one again because I just want to hear it again myself. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I love that. So those are just a few, like I said, just it, the, it's all throughout Scripture, of evidence of God in the Old Testament and the New. But I do want to look at the New Testament and also what you had spoken about the um, the uh, fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy as well. Uh, just to reiterate, uh, in Matthew one, just and to summarize, you know, Mary and Joseph were engaged to. uh, uh were engaged, and Mary had an immaculate conception. And so this threw Joseph a little off. He was, uh, you know, just like, what do I do with this? And so the angel of the Lord met him in a dream and uh, basically said, uh, don't worry about it. This is of God. It's all, everything's going to be okay. And so then the angel of the Lord told Joseph uh, that Mary will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all that took place to show the fulfillment of the prophecy of what you mentioned earlier. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall be bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates means God with us. Uh, so I love that. Um, but I also want to stress again that Jesus was uh, Jesus was born of an immaculate conception. He's eternal God that became a baby. He is, the, the, this baby is. Um, God's glory in skin, y'all. I mean, think about that for a second. He's God's glory in, in, in skin. And then I want to just take us briefly to um, the book of John, where he talks about the word that became flesh. But before we do that, um, you know, in the beginning, of the like the first, uh, yeah, it's the, uh, if you want to, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to John 1, uh, verse 1. I'm about to read that. But as if you're turning there, as you're turning there, I wanted to put in a little bit of a foundation about the word, Word. <laughs> and I, I wanted to read something to you from Revelations 19, 13. And this is where John was uh, given the description about the coming of Christ. And so again, it's Revelations 19, verse 13. He being Jesus, he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. So hold on to that. His name is called the Word of God. So now I'm back in John chapter 1, verse 1. And so it says, in the beginning was the Word. So in the beginning was the Word. So it already existed, word logos. So the Word is also a title of Jesus and understood as God's ultimate communication of truth about himself. So, if you'll consider also with me, it's uh, out of John 8 58. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. So, you get the picture. He already was, he already existed. So, I'm going to read the beginning of that scripture again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. He was one with God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. <laughs> it's a thumb twister. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So, I want to go one, one verse, or maybe two verses more. I'm still in John chapter one, and I'm going to go down to verse 14. It says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You, You catch that? Emmanuel, God with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And then catch this in verse 18, same chapter one no one has ever seen god but the one and only son who is himself god and is in closest relationship with the father and has made him known so do y'all grasp do you see just the evidence and the fulfillment of the prophecy in isaiah and that jesus is emmanuel because jesus is god and god is with us and da, 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 da. <laughs> So I hope that all that just kind of makes sense there of just giving that evidence and tracking that um, through that. So do you have, Caroline, do you have that list handy about biblical people or other scripture
0: references? I have just two um, references that I wanted to make um, of some people that knew Jesus as Emmanuel, God with them. So the first one, um, as I was thinking through, I thought about the first person or one of the first people to know Jesus um, as Emmanuel and that's Simeon and his story is found in Luke two. And I'm going to read to you a little description of who Simeon was just to refresh our memory. Um, It says in verse uh, chapter two, verse 25 of Luke. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. That means he was waiting for the Messiah to come. He knew God was going to fulfill his promise, and he was waiting for that. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you've prepared in the presence of all the people." A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to your people, Israel. So Simeon saw that baby. He knew that God was going to fulfill his promise and he got to see Emmanuel, God with us. Um, that's just amazing to me how. how it is. I love that you brought that one out. That's yeah, awesome. I love that because, yeah. Yeah. you know, for centuries God had been silent. Um, he had prophesied or he'd spoken through the prophets for a long time and then there was silence. But Simeon was trusting the Lord that he was going to fulfill his promise to send um, the rescuer, the promised one to rescue his people from their sins. And, um, and he was old. He had been waiting a long time for this, but he did not lose um, that faith in God. And then he got to see, um, Jesus Emmanuel with God with us, which is awesome. Um, another one that came to me just as I was looking through the examples was Stephen and his story is in acts eight. Um, and just to refresh our memory of who Stephen was, Stephen was a believer. Um, he preached the gospel, and then he got arrested. Um, uh, he was taken in, and then while he was in front of the high priest, he walked through um, the whole gospel story. And if you have time later on today in Acts 7, um, that's just a really awesome breakdown of the whole gospel story in just one chapter of scripture. Oh, um, yeah, Stephen's defense, chapter 7 in Acts. Yeah, uh-huh, and, yeah um, Acts 7. Um, but I'm going to read in Acts 7:54. So, um, now they had heard these things and they were enraged. So after he had preached that gospel, those people were enraged and they ground their teeth at him, but he full of the Holy spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, behold, I see the heavens open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of the young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So even in that that time of his death, he saw Jesus with him. Like he... He opened up his eyes, God allowed him to see in the heaven and Jesus was right there. Um, Not only that he saw him standing. I think
1: this is the only time where it's mentioned, it's like he's standing for Stephen, you know. And yeah. I believe today Jesus stands for us. That's right. For us to say, I'm with you and I'm fighting for you. And that's so that's
0: right. All, that's good. I get that's good stuff. That's right. So yeah so even if we don't get to see it this is what's happening god is with us and he's still with us um one of my favorite scriptures i love y'all turn with me if you if you have your bible with you um in romans 8 there are a lot of awesome things in romans 8 but um romans 8 just verse 34 um who is to condemn christ jesus the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of god who is indeed interceding for us Mm. that that is awesome and up in verse 26 it talks about how the spirit helps us and intercedes for us when we don't know what to pray um god is still with us he's still with us um he's not here on the earth now but he is still with us and one day we're going to see him again face to face and that's a that's a promise that i'm looking forward to um When Jesus was here on earth in John 14, three, he said, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And then in revelation 21 verses, um, one through five, it reminds us how it's all going to end. And it says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And for the first time, and for the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he shall dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eye, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So, in the end, we're going to dwell with him together, face to face. We get to see him. I love Um, that. Well, that's good. I love that. I love when we're facing hard times or um, situations look desperate, we can remind ourselves that we know how it's going to end and uh, we can look forward to that day. And so, um, as we wind up here, Sweet Tiffany has prepared another sheet for us. Um, We just took some scriptures and made a little chart for you. And I hope that you'll use it. Um, it's a challenge for you. Uh, each, each box has a scripture and then it says the truth that you pulled out. So we want you to, to get a truth out. And then what does that truth affect the way, or how does that truth affect the way I live? So um, how can knowing that God is Emmanuel, that he is with us, change the way we live? Um, I just wrote down some things that, as I was studying some verses and some of these verses are on your sheet, um, that I just pulled out. Because he's with me, I have no need for fear. I have no need to um, despair. I can be strong. I can be courageous. I can do anything he calls me to do. I can look forward to the day that I'm reunited with him. So um, I hope okay. you take these promises from God's word and, and pull out those truths and remind yourself those truths. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked last week about getting rid of the lies from the devil by reminding ourselves of the truth of God's word. So I hope that you'll use these, pull out those truths and then apply it to your life. Like how can I live differently knowing that God is with me or that he goes before me. So, um, I hope that'll be an awesome resource for you too.
1: I'm excited to do that
0: myself. And, and I thought, you know, it'd be a
1: national day of prayer and the fact that we're talking about the great intercessor, Mm-hmm. How appropriate of God's time and mesh all that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.